हरि अर्जुन रिक्वेस्ट भगवान टू रिवील टू हिम द वेरियस विभूतिस द वेरियस ग्लोरीज एक्सप्रेशंस ऑफ गॉड बाय विच ही परवेड दिस होल वर्ल्ड मेडिटेटिंग ऑन दिस विभूतिस will help us to tune our mind to the divinity and it's a good sadhana so arjuna wants to know in detail vistarena atmano yogam vibhutinch janardana bhuya kathaya triptirhi shrunvato nasti me mritam that i want to know in detail your yoga and your vibhuti because i derive great joy in listening to your words like nectar so please tell me in detail so bhagwan says in detail i will not be able to reveal because there is no end to my vibhutis if i have to tell in detail i will have to talk about each and everything and it is countless infinite but i will reveal some important vibhutis to you which you can contemplate think meditate upon so in the beginning itself bhagwan reveals to arjuna that the self in you is my own self i alone am there as self in you and in all the beings aham atma gudha kesha sarvabhuta shayastitah that you have to meditate on me as your own self that is the highest and the most wonderful vibhuti of bhagwan our own self self means not the ego but the pure consciousness the witness the pure being that is bhagwan's vibhuti bhagwan alone is in was in the beginning in the middle of this creation and he alone will remain when everything dissolves then he gives reveals certain other vibhutis that among adityas i am vishnu among the luminaries i am the sun among uh, all the maruta i am marichi and among the nakshatras i am the moon at night when we look at the moon we should look at it as bhagwan's vibhuti only and worship and meditate on that moon moon is also revealed in the scripture as the devata of our mind so one can meditate on that moon as god some more vibhutis now are revealed we'll chant verse number 22 वेदानाम सामवेदोस्मी देवानामस्मी वासव इंद्रियाणामनश्चास्मी भूतानामस्मी चेतना वेदानाम सामवेदोस्मी 
ಸವ ವೇದಾಮೇದೋಸ್ಮಿ ಅಮಂಗ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ವೇದಸ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಸೇಜ್ ಐ ಎಂ ಸಾಮ ವೇದ 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 ಲಿಟ್ರಲಿ ವೇದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ವೇದ ಆರ್ ದ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ನೋವಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಪರಮಾತ್ಮ ಸಿ ದರ್ ಆರ್ ಟೂ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಬಿಯಾಂಡ್ ಕಾಂಪ್ರಿಹೆನ್ಶನ್ ಆಫ್ ಅವರ್ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಧರ್ಮ ಅಂಡ್ ಅನದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಮೋಕ್ಷ in order to understand dharma and in order to understand moksha or attain moksha we have to take help of the vedas what is good and what is not good what is right and what is not right we can take support of the vedas to understand again what is the nature of that supreme reality we have to take the support of the vedas Vedas are the revealed scriptures they are not written by any human being it is revealed to a human being to the rishis but they are not the authors of the vedas therefore they don't claim to be uh, their authors we don't have anyone saying that i have written but their names are there rishis those who have received this revelation their names are there for example the gayatri mantra was revealed to vishwamitra rishi so we take his name we bow down to him but he is not the author of gayatri mantra it was revealed to him so there are uh, these four vedas rigved yajurved samaved and atharvaved in rigved mainly the verses mantras are in prose form in the yajurved it is both prose and poetry but in the samaved it is more in poetic form and it can be sung in fact the music also uh, came from the samaved only so samaved is very sweet and it can be sung so bhagwan is there in all the vedas all vedas are bhagwan's vibhutis only but out of them bhagwan says samaved is my special vibhuti so bhagwan is not only known through the prose text which are there but he is more deeply more intimately understood when we also add music to it because when we add music we add our our heart our mind our emotions something which is just a prose you can understand it using your intellect that which is musical that which is poetic we can also feel it with our heart therefore all most of our scriptures actually are very poetic even shankaracharya ji has written commentaries on bhagavad gita upanishad but he has also composed lot of uh, other text which are highly poetic like bhajagovinda the message is given but when it is given in poetry in song it is uh, it it touches our heart so 
Here, Samaved is highly poetic and can be sung in various uh, ways. So, Bhagavan calls it his Vibhuti. So, Vedanam Samavedosmi, Devanam Asmivasavaha, and among Devatas, there are many Devatas, about 33 crores Devatas are there. Among all the devtas, one devta is the king of all these devtas. And he is the Indra devta. He, Vasavaha is Indra, the king of all the devtas. He is the controller of all the devtas. So, Bhagwan says, Indra Bhagwan is my vibhuti only. Just the Atma is like the controller of all the devatas. See, even subjectively, our senses are like devatas. And the mind is like Indra. So, just as the mind controls the senses, similarly, the self is the controller of everything. So, devanam asmivasavaha. We should meditate upon on Indra as Bhagwan's vibhuti only. Then again, Bhagavan says, Indriyana Manaschasmi, among all the Indriyas. How many Indriyas are there? Ten are there. Five Karmendriya and five Nyanendriyas. The organs of action and organs of perception. Mind is not a, one of these Indriya, but without the mind, these senses cannot function. Your eyes may be here, but if the mind is not here, you will not be able to see, you will not be able to hear. So, behind all our senses, the mind is required. Without the mind, senses cannot function. So, mind actually, the extension of the mind itself is as though the indriyas. Mind remaining as though within comes to understand the whole world through the senses. Each of the senses, they have their own power. Each of them, they go in their own field. They may not understand the language of the other senses. The eyes may not understand the language of the ears. The ears may not understand the language of the tongue. But the mind understands all their language. Mind understands sight. Mind understands taste. Mind understands touch. Mind understands everything. When a child is uh, uh, born or when he is very uh, little, the senses uh, and the mind may not be fully developed. So, it may not understand the relationship life. The child may see something moving and can hear, hear also the sound, but may not be able to relate that the sound is coming from this thing which is moving. Hmm. But slowly it understands. When the mind develops, it can integrate all these senses. So mind is the lord of as though all these senses. Just as the Atma is the lord of everything that is happening in this world. So Bhagwan says that mind is my vibhuti. Meditate on your mind as, as me, I, myself. Then Bhutanam Asmi Chetana. One more Vibhuti. In all beings, I am the Chetana, 
the life spark that which gives life to everyone that life is my vibhuti in the seventh chapter also bhagwan had mentioned the jivanam sarvab bhuteshu that i am the jivan in all beings here he indicates the jivan as chetana chetana means life that because of which we are aware we are conscious it's called chetana and among all the beings i am the chetana see otherwise our body everything is made up of matter but this matter comes alive and once it is alive that matter has the power to know to think to see to feel so that spark which makes the matter also intelligent that bhagwan says is i myself i am that so bhutanam asmi chetana so the life in me is expression of god and his wonderful vibhuti if that life goes away the body becomes totally useless so that chetana is bhagwan's vibhuti it is it is a it is a support for us to think about god it is a symbol which help us to contemplate on god that's called vibhuti it helps us to widen our uh, thinking and to tune ourselves to god so bhutanam asmi chetana some more like that bhagwan enumerates lots of vibhutis so let us see in the next verse rudranam shankarashchasmi वित्तेशो वसूना पावक मेरुशिखरिणाम रुद्राण शंकरस्मी वित्तेशो यक्षरक्षसा रुद्राण देर आर इलेवन रुद्रास देवतास इलेवन दे आर कॉल्ड रुद्र देवता सो रुद्राण अमॉंग दिस इलेवन देवतास विच आर मेन्शन इन अवर पुराणास आई एम दैट रुद्र हू इज कॉल्ड शंकर शंकर मीन्स वन हू गिवज ऑस्पीशियसनेस हू इज मोस्ट ऑस्पीशियस is called shankar shankaroti it is shankarah who is most auspicious this rudra actually is like a terrible roop of bhagwan which is meant to destroy everything annihilate everything but annihilation is also very auspicious without annihilation creation is not possible constantly actually dying takes place in our body also because of that only new cells are born without dying new birth is not possible without annihilation creation is not possible but that annihilation should also be auspicious 
it should give rise to something more wonderful more beautiful and that power which annihilates and gives rise to something more auspicious and beautiful is called shankara so here bhagwan calls shankara his own vibhuti rudranam shankara chasmi i am the shankara so lord shiva who is the most auspicious is bhagwan himself shivoham shivoham chidananda roopa shivoham shivoham we get frightened when bhagwan wears all this uh, mandamalas and vibhuti and snake all around so we get frightened but unless we dispel our ego unless we destroy our uh, ahankar unless we destroy our confusion our anger our jealousies uh, love compassion and all good qualities will not take birth so shankara is very important so rudranam shankarashchasmi then bhagwan says yaksha rakshasam vitesh among yaksha and rakshas all this uh, uh, rakshas among rakshas also bhagwan says my vibhuti is there i am everywhere in the good in the bad in every place my presence is there we can learn from them also we can learn even those who are negative even from them we can learn something positive from everyone we can learn from this yaksha and rakshas also we can learn in fact uh, when uh, this in ramayana when the after the war when ravan was lying on the battlefield he was almost dying then ramachandra ji told our lakshmana that you go to ravan and learn something from him because he was a great person he was a great king he knew all these vedas he knew a lot no doubt he went little haywire in later on but he knows a lot he is a great scholar so you go and learn from him and lakshmana was taken aback he says what learning from ravan so he went with little pride and he stood there near his head and he said okay teach me something and ravan did not teach him anything so he came back to ramachandra ji said he is not teaching i don't think he knows anything <laughs> so bhagwan says you should go to him with due humility you should approach him as a shishya approaching a teacher then only he will teach you so he goes there does namaskar to him and he says please teach me and he teaches him rajneeti and all one very important thing which ravan taught him is that don't take your enemies very lightly don't think your enemy is small that mistake i did i thought this human beings and vanaras are very small i will be able to handle them so don't take your enemies to be very small don't take disease to be small don't take fire to be small because a little fire can slowly i mean immediately can uh, become more and burn the whole house also 
So, Yaksha and Rakshas also, they have their own personality and their own um, importance in the whole creation. So, these Rakshas, they need, even in modern times, Rakshasas are there. So, these Rakshasas, they need for their existence, for their sustenance, wealth. And the the accountant or the the treasurer of these Rakshasas is called this Vittesha Kuber. So, Kuber, Vitteshaha is Kuber. Kuber is the treasurer of all these Rakshasas. He keeps all their wealth and um, he because of that, the Rakshasas, they are sustained. Rakshas also means one who can do their own Raksha. They don't require anybody's help. In fact, when uh, Devtas and uh, these uh, Rakshasas used to fight, the Devtas always used to run away and they used to ask request for help from someone else. Please save us. But Rakshasas, were, they were always very powerful. They didn't require anyone to help them. Khud ki Raksha khud karte the. Therefore, they were called Rakshas. Anyway, I am not encouraging anybody to be. <laughs> but uh, that is also Bhagwan's uh, vibhuti. So among them, the uh, this uh, uh, Kuber, who is depicted in a very ugly way in our scriptures, having a big belly and three legs and bald head and all. If you go to this our uh, national museum, they have kept one murti of. I think so. Last time when I went, there was this murti of uh, Kuber was there. People used to touch his belly. They thought that it will give them wealth. So, Vitteshaha Yaksharakshasam. Bhagavan says, I am, consider me as this Vitesha, as Kuber. Just as for the sustenance of the Rakshasas, Kuber is required. Similarly, for the sustenance of this whole world, my presence is required. So, imagine me as with, as this Kuber among these Rakshasas. Further, Bhagavan says, Vasunam Pavakashchasmi, among Vasus. Again, these Vasus are also the Devatas of season. There are eight Vasus mentioned in the scriptures, they are like different seasons, devatas of seasons. And among them, the Vasu called Pavaka or fire is a very important Vasu and Bhagavan says he is my Vibhuti. See, when we have to offer some Ahuti to the devatas, we have to offer it in fire. Fire is believed to be, is indicated in the scripture as the mouth of all the devatas. So if you want to offer ghee or offer some ahuti, so it has to be offered in fire. That fire is this pavaka. Without this fire, our yajna and our ritual will not be possible. So fire is the great devata. And Bhagavan says, is my vibhuti only. In fact, there are many uh, ancient religions and all, which uh, even in our Hinduism and all, 
who worship fire directly like as devata so fire worshipers even now they are there and even before doing any puja we have to first light the lamp this fire is considered also as the sakshi of all our actions so whatever actions we perform the fire devata is there witnessing our action therefore all the rituals and all we should do only after lighting the lamp and finally when the uh, when a person dies the body is also offered to fire then the fire devata as though takes the jeeva on his uh, further journey so that fire bhagwan says is my vibhuti so vasunam pavakashchasmi meruhu shikharinam aham and among all the mountains in the world there is one mountain mentioned in our scripture called meru parvat this is mountain made up of gold this is is in the literature you don't go in search for this mountain you may not find it actually somewhere but it is mentioned in our scriptures this meru mountain it can be a, a symbolic representation it is the center of the entire cosmos everything moves as though around this meru parvat only even when we are doing japa we have this 108 uh, beads and the 109th bead is called the meru so when we do the japa we have, we should not transcend this meru we have to then turn the entire uh, mala and start from that first one the last one as first so this meru is considered as the center of the entire cosmos everything as though moves around it so bhagwan says i am that meru so symbolically atma is the very center of this entire cosmos see you can check it out you just stand out in the open and look in every direction you will find that everything around you is at the same distance and you are at the center of the whole world of the whole universe you are at the center of the entire universe your existence is first established and then only the existence of others are established only when you experience yourself as i am you can experience something as this is so the existence of everything revolves around your existence you are the meru you means the atma not the ego atma is the meru parvat golden because it's shining it is pure consciousness it shines like gold so it is the very center of this entire cosmos entire world so meditate on your own self as that meru parvat strong stable around which everything moves so meru shikharinam aham among the mountains i am meru further bhagwan says purodhasancha mukhyam maam 
विद्धि पार्थ बृहस्पति सेनानीनामहम स्कंदह सरसामस्मि सागरह पुरोदसाम च मुख्यमाम विद्धि पार्थ बृहस्पतिम हाँ पुरोधसाम च मुख्यम माम विद्धि पार्थ बृहस्पतिम हे पार्थ अमॉंग द पुरोहित पुरोधसाम मीन्स अमॉंग पुरोहित दोजु परफॉर्म दिस रिचुअल्स ऑन बिहाफ ऑफ देयर यजमान दे आर कॉल्ड द पुरोहित द राज पुरोहित एंड ऑल सो दे परफॉर्म द रिचुअल ऑन बिहाफ ऑफ देयर यजमान The word purohit also is very beautiful. Hita means welfare. They keep the welfare of their yajman before them. Puraha hita. They don't get the benefit of the ritual. They offer that benefit to the yajman. So when the when the first the sankalpa is taken, then after that sankalpa, whatever the ritual is done. is as though done on behalf of the yajman he gets all the benefit but after the puja when the dakshina is given to the purohit then only all the uh, the what do you call uh, all the punya of that ritual goes to the yajman that are the those are the rules mentioned in our scriptures so they perform all these various types of uh, things for the sake of the of the yajma so there are purohits uh, in the family purohit then there are raja purohit in a particular uh, uh, kingdom also there are purohits in fact uh, vashishta maharaj was the raja purohit in uh, in dashrath uh, dashrathas uh, palace like Uh, in the solar dynasty vashishta rishi was a raja purohit and vashishta is the direct son of brahmaji manasputra of the creator so manasputra of the creator vashishta and he was a great uh, rishi, is a great rishi and a realized master so he one day he asked his father that uh, this uh, purohit karma and all you know sometimes it becomes quite boring every day you do some puja do them this ye havan karo ye karo it becomes quite uh, this he said how long you want me to do this purohit karma brahma ji told him that bhagwan will take avatar in this solar dynasty as shri ram and you will get the opportunity to do all his uh, karya all the samskar and also you will get the opportunity to teach him it's a great opportunity bhagwan will become your disciple he will do this leela of becoming your disciple and you can teach him and when he heard this he was very happy he said yes in that case i will remain here and i will do this purohit karya 
So there are many Purohits, but among them, the greatest is the Purohit of the Devatas, Brahaspati. Brahaspati is the Purohit of the Devatas. The Devatas are great. Indra Bhagwan is also great, but greater than Indra Bhagwan is this Brahaspati. In fact, in Taitri Upanishad, they have given the scale of happiness. And there it is mentioned that Devatas, they have great happiness in their life, but a hundred times more happiness than them is attained by Indra Bhagwan. But hundred times more happiness than Indra is, uh, is gained by Brahaspati. So Brahaspati is a teacher, guru of all these devatas and he is also the Purohit. So among all the Purohits, Bhagavan says, the Mukhya Purohit, you understand me as, as Brahaspati only. Brahaspati is my Vibhuti. So meditate on Brahaspati as my own self. So Purodhasancha Mukhyam Maam Vidhi Partha Brahaspatim. Then Senaninam Aham Skandaha. Among all the Senanis, among all the great uh, generals, in, in warfare, you require all these brigadiers and generals and colonels and all. So, among all these great uh, generals, Senani, Bhagwan says, I am Skanda. Skanda is, a, Skanda is Bhagwan uh, Lord Shiva's son and uh, he was born specially to destroy that Asura, Tarakasura. So he was um, specially born for that, but he is a great uh, warrior and um, and even to kill that Asura, he had to use lot of uh, technique to kill that Asura. For more detail, you can refer to the Puranas. So among all these Senanis, I am Skanda, Senani Nam Aham Skandaha. And Kartikeya, he is also known as Kartikeya, uh, Murugan, and uh, he has got his vehicle, fast moving vehicle, um, Mayura. Hmm? So Kartikeya sits on Mayura and he goes very fast. And our Ganesh Bhagwan, he has got his own slow moving vehicle, yeah, very small, Moshaka. And actually the most beautiful family, if you want to see, is this Shiva, Shiva Bhagwan's family. Shiva Parvati, Ganesh Bhagwan and Kartikeya. All of them, they have different types of vehicles. Shiva Bhagwan has got his bag, Aram, slow and steady. Parvati, she wants a very strong vehicle, Sher or Lion. Then uh, were Moshaka Vahan, Ganesh Bhagwan, and Mayura or Kartikeya. All of them are like opposed to each other. Actually, the Mayur is waiting to eat the mouse and also to... Uh, then the tiger is uh, waiting to kill, uh, eat the dhenu also, I mean the bell. But still, 
without fighting with each other they stay there uh, in a graceful harmony and that is the beauty of this family because bhagwan shiva so when shiva is there parvati is there ganesh the devata of buddhi and kartikeya the great senani he is there to destroy all the evil forces ganesh bhagwan is there to give knowledge uh, parvati is there who is also the uh, devi of shakti and lord shiva the most auspicious then definitely the family will be most wonderful so senani nam aham skandha then sarasam asmi sagarah and bhagwan says among lakes among lakes sarasam among sarovar among lakes i am sagar ocean lake means a, a place i mean all the water is not moving it is at one particular place though we don't call ocean a lake but ocean is also like a huge vast lake so among all the lakes bhagwan says i am the sagar sagar is a um it's also called samudra mudra means different signs samudra means that which that which is having many many signs which appears in various ways sometimes it is very calm sometimes very terrible roop it takes so it takes different forms therefore it is called uh, samudra hmm it's also called sagar because it is the very uh very storehouse of all the wealth so many things are there in the ocean which we have not discovered yet completely so bhagwan says you meditate upon me as the ocean it's the most beautiful if you go to goa or go to some other no if you go to andaman or kanyakumari one can sit on the shore and look at this vast ocean as the very embodiment or very expression of that divinity and meditate upon it so it's a variety is there god is not confined to one particular form we don't have to get stuck with one particular form he is expressing in so many various ways so this is also this helps us to develop that vision of divinity we will be able to see divinity everywhere so when we keep contemplating on this thinking on this then we will be able to develop that vision of divinity further bhagwan says maharshenam bhrugaraham giramasmekam aksharam यज्ञानां जपयज्ञोस्मि स्तावराणां हिमालयः महर्षीणां मृगरहं गिरामस्मेकमक्षरं यज्ञानां जप महर्षेणाम भृगु अहम अमोंग ऑल द महारिषीज 
एक तो ऋषिज ऋषिज मीन्स वन हु आर द सीयर्स ऑफ दिस मंत्रा एंड अमोंग ऑल द ऋषिज देर आर ग्रेट ऋषिज महा ऋषिज हु हैव अंडरस्टूड द ट्रूथ इन अ डीपर एस्पेक्ट महा ऋषिज देर आर मेनी महर्षिज वी हैव सीन द वशिष्ठ ऋषि एंड अदर ऋषिज अमोंग ऑल दिस महर्षिज भगवान सेज आई एम भृगु भृगु ऋषि एंड अगेन द स्टोरी ऑफ भृगु ऋषि इज मैंशन इन अवर स्क्रिप्चर्स इज इनफैक्ट वंस भृगु ऋषि वेंट टू टेस्ट ऑल द देवताज ऑल्सो सो यू वॉन्टेड टू नो वेदर ब्रह्मा विष्णु महेश हु इज द ग्रेटेस्ट ऑफ ऑल द थ्री देवताज सो ही वेंट फर्स्ट टू ब्रह्मा जी but he was not very satisfied with brahma ji i won't tell you why he was not satisfied then he went to shiv bhagwan he was not very pleased with shiv bhagwan also then he went to vishnu bhagwan and vishnu bhagwan was sleeping comfortably so he got annoyed bhrugu and he just kicked bhagwan on his chest so bhagwan immediately he looked at him and he said oh bhrugu you have come i did not notice and i hope uh, your uh, your foot did not get hurt kicking my hard what you call chest and uh, then then bhrugu understood that bhagwan is full of compassion and he has got great uh, love and reverence for rishis the realized masters so such stories are there in the scripture but one more story i had told that day about bhrugu and his father who was his father varuna so bhrugu had approached his father to learn about the brahma and his father taught him that story is there in in taittiriya upanishad Bhrugu has also written this Samhita, which is very famous. People know about it. It's called Bhrugu Samhita, in which Bhrugu has predicted what will happen in future. He has given the prediction of so many beings who will come in future. So even now, people they go to some uh, those who know about this Bhrugu Samhita, and they get their charts also made. which is predicted by bhrugu himself so he was a great uh, rishi great astrologer also and a great gnani and a realized master so among all the maharshis bhagwan says bhrugu is my my vibhuti only so see those who study the scriptures and when they contemplate on all these various stories so through these stories also we have to meditate upon god alone hmm so even when we are listening to some stories regarding bhrugu our attention should be there that he is bhagwan's vibhuti so some examples here bhagwan gives from the scriptures and some he gives from the everyday world so now very important interesting vibhuti bhagwan mentions he says giram asmi ekam aksharam among all the sounds gira gira means 
sounds or or words among all the words or among all the sounds i am that ek akshar and what is that ek akshar om among all the sounds the the best and the most sublime sound is om bhagwan says that om is my vibhuti see as i said we have uh, we have uh, talked about this in the last chapter also i think in the previous chapter in the eighth chapter bhagwan had mentioned that you can chant om one who chants om and dies he attains my nature so om is the very uh, essence of all the scriptures Om is a great mantra ekakshara mantra it is called Om can be used just as a ritual one can chant this om and do whatever ritual that ritual becomes complete when we add om to any mantra that mantra becomes complete Om can be used for our meditation by chanting om and contemplating on the meaning of om we will be able to identify with our own self om is a indicator of that supreme truth in om we have this three uh, sounds a u ma and then silence is there akara ukara makara and that silence is there so all this four expression of this sound indicate the four states which we experience the jagrat the swapna the sushupti and the turiya avastha a that sound indicate the jagrat avastha the waking state u that sound indicates the swapna avastha ma that sound indicates the sushupti avastha and the silence indicates the turiya avastha so just by chanting this om and constantly meditating upon it will help a seeker to realize the truth it is the most powerful mantra even if we don't understand the meaning if we chant om it purifies our heart the sound itself is is very soothing and it purifies the heart om in om all the devatas they reside in this om brahma vishnu mahesh all of them are there in om when we chant om we as though invoke all the devatas so it is considered to be the most auspicious sound one can one while chanting om one can focus one's attention on the beginning the the beginning of this sound one can then focus one's attention on the middle of that sound one can focus on the end of that sound means one can focus on a on u on ma and then on the silence so in various ways this omkar can guide us help us in our sadhana so bhagwan says this om is my vibhuti only more about this om is said in the mandukya upanishad and in other scriptures so giram asmi 
ekam aksharam ekaksharam ekaksharam mantra so let us chant om close your eyes first experience the silence within and be aware of how from that silence the sound emerges so take a deep breath and chant om भगवान से अमोंग ऑल द यज्ञास आई एम जप यज्ञ सी यज्ञ इज वेन वी किंडल द फायर एंड वी ऑफर द आहुति वेरियस टाइप्स ऑफ यज्ञास वंडर्स गायत्री यज्ञ एंड सो मेनी डिफरेंट टाइप्स ऑफ यज्ञास वंडर्स एंड द रिचुअल्स आर मेन्शन इन अवर स्क्रिप्चर्स हाउ टू गो अबाउट डूइंग इट लाइक इवन इन रामायण अवर दशरथ महाराज दज द पुत्र कामेष्टी यज्ञ देन सम वेन इफ इट इज डजन रेन देन वी हैव सम स्पेशल वरुण यज्ञ so various types of yajnas are there and for that elaborate rituals are there even in kathopanishad yamraj ji mentions yajna by which we can go to swarga so he mentions what type of bricks one should use how many types of bricks how many bricks should be laid in what manner it should be because it is a proper like geometry it should be laid in a proper way then the type of uh, uh, wood which we should uh, use then type of uh, the ghee and all the other samugris and the mantras and the number of purohits required and all sorts of things are there in a yajna it's a very elaborate affair and there are many many types of yajna but bhagwan here he says that out of all these yajnas i am japa yajna and how the japa yajna is done no fire no bricks no nothing no special arrangement is required it can be done at any time in any condition we can chant bhagwan's name in the eighth chapter bhagwan says tasmat sarveshu kaleshu mam anusmara yudhyacha you can remember me at all times see there are certain mantras and all you should not chant at this time and that time and all sorts of rules are there 
but for japa, for chanting Bhagwan's name, no rules. Any time, in any condition, whether you are, uh, what to call, uh, in whatever condition, you don't have to take bath to chant Bhagwan's name. Even if you are not taken bath, even if you are not in a whatever condition, you can chant. There is no vidhi. There is one more very interesting Upanishad in which Naraji approaches Bhagwan, Vishnu Bhagwan, and he says that Kali Yoga is about to come. So please tell me something which will be helpful to Kali Yuga people. So Bhagwan says, for Kali Yuga, the best thing is to chant my name. So Naradji asked him that what is the vidhi? What are the rules? Because everything has got rules. What are the rules? He says there are no rules. You can chant it in whatever way. Which mantra we should chant? So there Bhagwan gives that mantra. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. But not only that mantra, but any name of God, Ram or Krishna, we can chant. So Japa is constantly repeating a mantra, is called Japa. Repetition is called Japa. Our mind is made up of thoughts. And these thoughts constantly come from our past samskar, impressions. You just sit quietly doing nothing. Thoughts will keep coming. From where are they coming? From your past. You cannot stop the thoughts. You tell the mind not to think, it will think. It will think about not thinking. So mind is a factory like constantly it is a thought factory like constantly thinking. And uh, mind is the main obstacle on our path. Mind is uh, helpful and also an obstacle. Mana eva manushyanam karanam bandha moksha yohu. Mind alone is the cause of our bondage and liberation. Mind, whatever be the state of the mind, that is our experience. If mind is happy, you are happy. Mind is sad, you are sad. Mind is intelligent, you are intelligent. Mind is peaceful, you are peaceful. Everything boils down to mind. If mind is fearless, you are fearless. It doesn't depend on the world outside. You may have lot of wealth and position, name, fame, but if fear is there in the mind, nobody can help. That fellow will be totally frightened. If sadness has, is there in mind, nobody can help. That person will remain sad. So in order to bring about change in the mind, if our mind changes, get transformed, we get transformed. In order to bring about this change in the mind, the most fascinating and beautiful sadhana which our Rishi Munis have given and which is accepted by all the religions of this world is Japa. And and 
of any mantra. So what happens when we, uh, it is consciously we put a particular thought in the mind. These thoughts which are coming constantly, they are not under our control. They are just coming. So what we do, we consciously put some thought in our mind. And we put in such a way, keep on repeating that our, this conscious thought starts pervading the entire mind. Start capturing the mind. Our Pujya Gurudev is to have this technique of meditation which is most fascinating. Gurudev used to say that first step is to just observe your mind. He called thought parade. Just as you watch a parade, you just watch the thoughts of the mind. It will quieten the mind to a certain extent. Then you start chanting a mantra. And this mantra is given by you, consciously you are chanting. So slowly the mind will get filled with this mantra only. Then he says, Gurudev says, that as you practice this continuously, you chant Om, 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 or Ram, Ram, Ram. And as you chant, then at a particular time, you just tell the mind to stop, halt. And the chanting stops, and in that, when the chanting stops, all the other thoughts also stop. And in that silence of the mind, there is a possibility of you getting enlightened. It's a very interesting, it's like a lot of crowd is there. You infiltrate that cloud, crowd with your own people. Hmm? Like if in the lecture also, not that I have done it. But uh, in a in a political meeting and all, you have a lot of your people there, and now and then tell them to clap and all. Tali bajao. To sab log tali bajane lagte You have your own people. Similarly, among all the thoughts of your mind, you put your consciously, proactively, you put that thought. Thought. How does thought enter through words? First, you chant it loudly. Then you chant in within your lips, then you chant then in your mind. And by constantly chanting, this thought enter your mind. And this mantra is Bhagwan's name because we are chanting it with that attitude that it is Bhagwan's name. We are chanting with reverence and with, with faith. Then that mantra has got this power to negate and destroy all the negativities of the mind. It's like taking a tablet, a pill. So this removes all the impurities of our mind. Tulsidadji says that if you chant this Ram, Nam, it will purify your mind. Rākāruccāramātrena niryāti sarvapātakam He says that just by chanting Ra, all your negativities will go away. And when you chant ma, your mouth will close and and all the good qualities will come and they will remain in your heart. So, our japa plays a very, very important role. Yeah, Hinduism, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, everyone. It doesn't matter what mantra you chant. That mantra should be chanted with love, with total reverence with faith, 
And if you chant mantra, which is traditionally, it comes down. See, there are certain mantras which are given to us if we are born in this country and if we were born before also in this country, certain mantras would have been given to us time and again, like Gayatri Mantra. Gayatri Mantra is something which every Hindu was taught. Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaishya, everyone, Shudra, everyone should learn this Gayatri Mantra. So that if I die and again I am born in the same country, again I will be taught this Gayatri Mantra. So what happens that my sadhana of chanting mantra continues from not only for one lifetime, but for many, many lifetimes. In fact, in uh, the great saint of Maharashtra, Santanayaneshwar Maharaj, he says that if we have love for God or love for a particular mantra, it is not because of this lifetime's uh, your sadhana only, because you are carrying it from your past. Bahuta sukrutanchi zodi manuni vithali avadi. That I have great punya, therefore I love vithala. Because I am carrying that love for vithala from my past life. So there is great, uh, even in, in Sikhism, Guru Nanak Dev, he is great, that mantra, Mula mantra. And in the end he says japa. You have to do japa of that. Japa, what happens? That first that mantra start entering our system. Then that mantra, it is said, that mantra has got their own devata. Those devatas start revealing the meaning of that mantra to us. Even if we don't understand the meaning in the beginning, if we keep chanting that mantra, that the meaning of that mantra will get revealed to us. That is the inner inbuilt strength of that mantra itself. And mantra has got its own image also. Like for example, even those who don't know anything about Shiva, if they chant Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, even if they are not given the image of Shiva and nothing is told about Shiva, after lot of chanting of this mantra, they will get the image of Shiva as described in our scriptures. That will get into their heart. They will start seeing image as described in in the scriptures. Yasyanke chavibhati bhudharasata devapaga mastake bhale balavidulkale chagaralam yasyorasi vyalarat soyam bhuti vibhushana suravara sarvadipas sarvada Sharva Sarvagata Shiva Shashinibha Shri So they will get that image of Shiva. If you chant Rama Mantra, you will get the image of Rama. So it's the mantra has got its own inbuilt Shakti. Actually these words, sound, they are very powerful. They have their own power. And each sound has got its own uh, inbuilt uh, image and devata and its shakti also. So it comes. So Bhagavan says this is the simplest of all the sadhana which you can do and very simple yadnya. Just whichever name of God which you like or even if you don't like, you choose one and then you continuously 
you chant it with full love, full devotion, and it will lead to that state of realization. Valmiki just chanting Ram, 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 he gained that state of enlightenment. In this, our modern time also, um, Samartha Ramdas Swamiji from Maharashtra, he chanted Bhagwan's name, Shri Ram, Jai Ram, Jai Jai Ram, 13 crores time, and he gained that state of enlightenment. Another great Swami, Swami Ramdas, uh, uh, Papa Ramdas, he also con- constantly chanted Bhagwan's name, Mirabai, this is Ramaratana Dhanapayo. Tulsidas ji, Kabir Das, Kabir Das ji also, Ram, 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 Ram. Though he says that my Ram is not that Ram who fought with Ravan, doesn't matter. But Ram, 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 he chanted. Kabir Das ji says, previously I used to chant Ram, 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 but now Ram chants Kabir, Kabir, Kabir. <laughs> First, actually, we chant with our, we, it becomes proactive chanting. Then slowly the chanting becomes part of our sobhav. Then even if we don't put forth effort, the chanting goes on. It's sahaja. It goes on. And it does whatever work it has to do of cleaning the mind, it does it by itself. You don't have to then, you can sit back, relax, and the chanting goes on. It has gone deep into your system. It said that Santa Tukaram Maharaj used to always chant Vithala, 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 Vithala. So once somebody saw him chanting that Bhagwan's name, heard him chanting Bhagwan's name in a place which was not very clean. So one Panditji scolded him. He said, don't chant Bhagwan's name here. This very unclean place. So he just closed his mouth and a strange thing happened from his whole body the sound started coming, vittala, 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 vittala. Such stories are there. Which are true. Uh, there was a great saint, Janabai. She used to chant Bhagwan's name constantly, vittala, vittala, vittala. Once Kabir Daji heard about, uh, or somebody heard about her, and he came to see her. So, he came to that village, so he asked, uh, I want to see that Janabai. He said, yes, she is that lady who is there, who is fighting with another lady. He says, he was surprised. He went there and two ladies were fighting over that gober, what you call that, cow dung cake, eggless cake, cow dung cake. So, that uh, they were fighting. They said, this is mine, this is mine. In the good old days, they used to make that cake and it was used to for uh, as a fuel. So, this I think Kabir Daji only was quite surprised. He said, uh, they are fighting. But anyway, she is saying that this is mine. So, he asked her that, how do you say that this is yours? You have done it and it is. Because all, they look same, all cakes look same. So, she said, you pick it and take it to your ears. So he picked it and took it to his ears and he could hear Vithala, 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 Vithala. Means even while chant, uh, doing her work, she was constantly chanting Bhagwan's name. So this Japa has got his own beauty. And in Kali Yuga it is said, it is the most uh, important sadhana. 
so yajnanam japa yajnosmi and uh, one can begin by chanting loudly and slowly slowly one should chant only in the mouth means whisper like others should not be able to hear only you can hear loudly means what others can also hear and then one should be able to chant in the mind itself which is very difficult manasik japa it is called means your the 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 japa is done with the mind not with your tongue tongue should also not move only the mind should move only the mind should chant and once one learn to chant in that way that leads us into dhyana avastha and the experience of the self is attained so yajnanam japa yajnosmi then further stavaranam himalayah among the again among the stavar stavar means that which is achala that which doesn't move uh, mountains only which are steady bhagwan says i am the himalaya himalayas they have their own beauty just being in that place itself is so beautiful it is said that uh, above rishikesh it is not considered as part of earth it is considered as heaven in fact uh, the above rishikesh that whole area is considered heaven and therefore the ganga flowing from there is like considered as flowing in heaven only and then above that is kailash so swargalok is there and above that is kailash where lord shiva he resides so among all the mountains and all the steady uh, this mountains bhagwan says i am himalayah the very abode of of snow being in that place itself quietens our mind all our great rishi munis they were quite attracted to this himalayas and they have spent their years there doing their tapas and their sadhana in the himalayas wherever you go in the himalayas there are stories of various rishi munis there are some caves where it said vashishta rishi used to stay here and some other place where the shankaracharya ji visited this place so so many things are there the very atmosphere of himalaya helps the person to quieten the mind even our we have a beautiful ashram in uttarkashi and where our tapanji maharaj used to stay there and the ganga ji flows right in front and the constant uh, sound of ganga ji flowing it becomes uh, very soothing for the uh, seekers just sitting there and looking at ganga or just listening to her flow our mind gets tuned to her and one attains that state of quietude and peace so among all the great mountains of this world bhagwan says i am meditate on me as himalaya himalaya is my vibhuti worship me as himalaya so slowly we are actually going away from our own uh, own culture and uh, destroying this great uh, natural beauty hmm? but we should try to restore them try to take care of them properly 
further bhagwan says ashvatha sarva vrikshanam devarshinancha naradah गंधर्वाणाम चित्ररथः सिद्धानाम कपिलो मुनि अश्वत्थ सर्ववृक्षाणाम Uh, among all the vriksha, among all the trees, Bhagavan says, I am Ashwatha tree. Ashwatha is, um, you can say, people tree or that uh, banyan tree. Ashwatha. Huge, vast tree, banyan tree. Vast. Such a big one. Sometimes the main, uh, the root uh, also disappears and it is supported by the hanging roots. This one tree I have seen in uh, in Calcutta. It's, uh, so vast, so big. The central root has disappeared. But it is supported by the other, other roots. Ashwatha, Ashwa means uh, uh, horse. Ashwatthama is the, a place for the horse to stand. In the good old days, the tree was used to uh, tie the horses or also people used to sit there. All our schools used to be there under the tree only. A lot of schools used to be there under this banyan tree. So it is uh, also in the 15th chapter, Bhagwan indicates this tree, he compares this entire cosmos as a tree. And he says that I am the, that supreme reality is the very root of this entire tree. Urdhvamula madashakham ashwatham prahuravyam. So ashwatha sarva vrikshanam among all the trees. All the trees are beautiful, all the trees are my vibhuti, but ashwatha is my very special vibhuti. Therefore, in our culture, uh, one there is a, this every day we should put water on the roots of this Ashwatha tree. It is believed that whatever water you offer to the tree, it reaches all the devatas. Somewhere I read that on uh, the asuras they said that humko uh, pani So Bhagwan says that every day whoever offers the water to the tree that it will go to the devatas, but on one day, on Sunday, it will go to the asuras. I don't know how far it is true, I read it. Whatever it is. So, Ashwatha Sarva Vrikshanam Devarshenam Chanaradaha And among all the devarshis, devata, as well as the rishis, among all of them, I am Narad, Naradji. Naradji is Bhagwan's vibhuti. As I said yesterday or day before, the Naradji's main uh, is a great missionary and his main aim and agenda is to make everyone Bhagwan's devotees. 
generally in our films and this and that they have shown a very negative picture of narat and most of us we know scriptures through the film through the newspaper but if you read the scriptures you will find narat ji is very important devata devarshi and even uh, our um, bhagwan krishna praises him narat ji by narat ji's blessings only ramayan was possible by narat ji's blessings only mahabharat was possible and bhagavat was possible he he is the one who blessed all the great other rishis also so devarshenam chanaradah gandharvanam chitraratah and among gandharvas gandharvas are the divine musicians the musicians of the devatas the apsaras and all know to dance but they can't sing so the dev this gandharvas they sing and this apsaras they dance in fact this uh, chitraratha gandharva was arjuna's friend also in fact once arjuna went to that swargalok to i mean this devalok to learn dance from this chitraratha gandharva and uh, he learned dancing from him and he also learned some uh, no sorry he learned singing from the chitraratha gandharva and he learned some dancing also from this apsaras and all and those apsaras then they were so much infatuated with arjuna they said that you stay here only arjuna says no no i want to go back so they cursed him that you will become a napunsak for one year so he took and you can take that curse whenever you want so he took it when he was uh, in that exile adnyatvas for one year so that is chitraratha huh? gandharvanam chitraratha siddhanam kapilo munihi and among all siddhas accomplished one who has attained the ultimate state of enlightenment they are called siddha there are some who are born ignorant and then they attain the state of uh, enlightenment but one of bhagwan's own avatar kapil avatar was born to devahuti this kapil rishi was bhagwan's avatar and he was born siddha only and he taught the great sankhya philosophy to his mother devahuti so this kapil muni is bhagwan's vibhuti only so in this way lot of beautiful vibhutis are mentioned here more we will see in our class tomorrow